The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Primary day in New Hampshire. Donald Trump rallied supporters in the lakeside town of Laconia last night. We are really going to rock in New Hampshire. He's been leading in the pre-election polls, but Nikki Haley has been crisscrossing the state making this closing argument. 70% of Americans have said they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. This state has a strong modern track record of choosing the eventual GOP nominee. The last time it didn't was when John McCain upset George W. Bush here 24 years ago. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Manchester, New Hampshire. Back at home, another raucous town board meeting last night in Amherst. Shelley Schratz, a former town board member who lost her bid for re-election in November, led the group of residents angry at the 11.4% tax hike that's part of this year's town budget. Let's pause. Let's pause. Let's solve our own problem. Why wait to go get a grant from the state? Because we got to pay for it. The federal government, oh my God, you owe somebody. You know how this works. Do we need to keep, well, how come we didn't bring the, uh, why did we lower the assessment? I don't know if you know that from 100% down to 60% several years ago. Why? To give everybody a break? It was, no, let me finish. I don't need you to answer. Okay. I don't want your answer. It was a heated meeting. We'll be speaking live with Brian Kalpa, the Amherst Town Supervisor, coming up at 7.20 this morning. Well, the Bills cleaned out their lockers yesterday. Josh Allen said he's still trying to process the season coming to an end. I want to get back in the lab as soon as possible. Still feels surreal that, you know, we're not practicing today and didn't feel like our season was done yet. Honestly, still doesn't feel like that way. Well, how different will the Bills look next year? Wide receiver Gabe Davis, now a free agent, was asked about his future. Always open to coming back. I mean, this is my first place I've been in for the past four years that, you know, I love Buffalo, love everything about it. But again, I feel like definitely got to go to March and see, you know, also the other options as well. I feel like that's a business side of it and I got to take advantage of it. Some Bill fans are rallying around kicker Tyler Bass to show their support after he missed a kick Sunday. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more. Tyler Bass was on the receiving end of some hateful comments from disgruntled fans on his social media accounts, leading him to deactivate his accounts. Seeing that news on Monday broke the heart of Orchard Park native and Bills fan Andrea Atfield. My girls love the Bills like we all do and obviously we were all really disappointed with the outcome. Nobody wants him to lose and obviously he didn't want to miss that field goal. However, I think sometimes we all forget the humanity in sports and like he's still a human being and obviously nobody's probably more upset than him. In talks with their daughters, Aralon and Ava, they felt there was something that could be done in an attempt to perk up Bass's spirits. That's when they decided to make cards for him as well as some other players for the Bills. Their cards are really cute. They made buffaloes and they made helmets and they wrote, thank you, Tyler. We love you. Go Bills. And they were just thrilled to kind of do something happy and send him a card to brighten his day. More from Atfield and her family's movement of kindness for Tyler Bass is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Now, Buffalo was in the spotlight Sunday. Much of America tuned into the game, and WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us a new feature downtown in Buffalo got some of the shine. Patrick Haler of Visit Buffalo Niagara is excited about the New Look Convention Center being showcased on CBS's playoff broadcast Sunday. I think that the convention center, because of the uh, way that the lighting system is set up, that it has some movement to it that the uh, camera really liked uh, honing in on that. And so it's great to uh, showcase the Buffalo Convention Center. Kaler says he also liked the shot of the Eternal Flame at Chestnut Ridge Park, calling that a bonus. As for the recent storm, there were some out-of-towners here for a conference. Last week we had a uh, convention in the 
in Buffalo taking place at the convention center. Ingram Micro was holding one of their annual meetings, um, and they get several people from California that come in for this every year. How does the weather affect interest in coming to Buffalo in the winter? Hear more from Kayla on that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. You know, I didn't see the the coverage here and what they showed, but it seems like in the past, before now, they've always shown the same stuff. I, oh, right? in the past? Yeah. I mean, it, for years and years, it was, all right, 1 o'clock, CBS, uh, you know, whoever, Dan Fouts, or you know, I don't know, who was, no, it wasn't anyone known like that. And then it was uh, Chicken Wings in the Bowl right. and Niagara Falls. Yes. And in the past few years, they've gotten, like, a lot better. It's, uh, they're showing a little bit of, like, actually around Orchard Park. They're showing a little bit of downtown Buffalo. The national broadcast, like when they're on NBC or, you know, Sunday Night Football now, I love, you look at the background, they've got like the chaise sign when they're in the studio, yeah. um, they've got like all these great shots of downtown Buffalo. That was the first time though yesterday where I saw the convention yeah, center, that's cool. which obviously never would have happened before the oh, no <laughs> remodel, um, or at least I would hope it would never happen no. before the remodel because people would look at it and go, what am I looking at? Um, but yeah. it looked great on TV, I have to say, and uh, I think it happened at least twice during those like in-between shots when they're showing around Buffalo where they had the convention center red and blue kind of mixed together like that looked great a lot of impressions are made from a broadcast like that absolutely um you know it's how people know right Buffalo it's uh you know how we're on the map uh you think people in Kansas City are thinking about Buffalo if it's not for the teams in the the game I saw the Detroit game and they were doing the same thing in Detroit and Detroit looks better than what my Oh yeah, thoughts of Detroit have been like, hey, uh, maybe vacation in Detroit this summer. Anyone, well, I'm not going to go there. The exclusive WBEN seven weather forecast calls for periods of light snow this afternoon with a wintry mix south of Buffalo. Could see an extra one to two inches of accumulation with highs in the mid thirties. Snow will gradually change to rain tonight with rising temperatures through the thirties. Steady rain developing tomorrow, noticeably milder with highs topping out in the mid to upper forties. Scattered rain showers on Thursday with warmer highs close to 50 degrees. With the exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Mary Beth Robel. Joining us on the line is Amherst Town Supervisor Brian Kalpa. We're talking uh, to the supervisor on the heels of yet uh, another town board meeting uh, that was packed, uh, lengthy, uh, full of public comment, Brian. So thanks for joining us early this morning. Uh, Obviously, a lot of the resident concerns revolving around the tax increase and the budget for this year. And I'm wondering kind of what you're thinking. If anything has been solved, anything has been resolved, we've had, after this budget decision was made, now several meetings in a row where you have, uh, you know, I've been kind of following along here, watching many of the same residents, um, you know, kind of come up speak at these town board meetings, and you have a big crowd there. But there really doesn't seem to be anything to change in the immediate future or that would be able to be changed right now. I'm wondering how you're viewing this on the heels of another meeting. Uh, Hi, Brian. You know, so so there is outrage over... uh, the tax increase that's that's what we've heard uh, meeting after meeting from very similar people um, but what you look at when you look at this budget 
is a budget that's that's it's not born out of perspective futuristic projects it was born out of projects that were already in the system that were already moving through the system that were already in construction and then we got hit with a high interest rate following a year of high inflation following two years of covid so you know it was like a perfect storm and it was the it, the bottom fell out on this so for a year until we can recognize savings in our street light utility and until we can settle a couple of other things down in terms of reorganizing some debt uh, hopefully in a lower interest period you know it was going to be a tough year and so when people came out and said well, we demand that you change the 11 percent tax increase the reality of it was, um, you know, first, the, the tax brought us similarly in line with other communities. Uh, we're not the highest tax community in Western New York. Um, not making an excuse there. It's just, you know, some reality sets in, right? You can't try to, you can try to stay at a low tax all you want, but it's not, we're not, it's not worth running deficit over and it's not, this year worth draining your reserve so you could apply a reserve or you could run a deficit or you could balance a budget and accept the fact that it's going to be a tough year you know we chose to do that i think it was the right decision um, my board thought it was the right decision our citizens advisory committee thought it was the right decision because it's a year it's a tough year and it's a tough year for all the reasons I just stated. Brian, some residents say they're not being heard. Are you listening? And is there transparency? Yeah, you know, you hear that. Um, and, you know, you kind of, I consider source um, on a lot of that. Um, the reality is this board's done a lot. You know, we've done a lot of community outreach. We've done a lot of discussions. We just came off a general election for two, um, two of our uh, town council positions. So, you know, not being heard, is, it's, it's easy to say that, but show me the evidence that you're not being heard. You know, we've done a lot of work in our communities to figure out what people want, where they want the town to go, what the disappointments from the past have been, what they liked in the past and how we should proceed forward you know it's if if you disagree with with the if you disagree with the direction or you disagree with the decision the town board said then you know you could say i haven't been heard um maybe it's you've been heard but you know the decision is not an easy decision in a lot of cases and you may not have you know aligned with the favorable decision that's different from not being heard in terms of transparency you know people talk about transparency a lot in government what does it mean and for us it's putting content out there um, making sure that everything we do is is broadcasted on our website um, it's talking about you know questions i've never reluctant to answer questions and it's about being available when, you know, the media asks questions. You know, we have done all of that. You know, we continue to do all of that. It's one of the things I, I pride, you know, I take pride in as a board is that, 
you know, were accessible and available. And again, somebody could say, I disagree with that. Well, you know, maybe there's a, there's a disagreement in policy that's different from not being transparent. You know, Brian, I, I hear a lot about the Westwood project and the park project oh. there, and that that's tied into the tax increase that we're seeing. Are these two things, do they go hand in hand? Is one because of the other? No, it's a, it's a marriage of convenience for people who don't like the project. The reality is the town bought the property. Um, the town has yet to do any construction there. Um, we've been very, very careful about going after and asking for grant funding. Uh, we've been able to apply grant funding for design. Uh, we've met with a lot of communities and a lot of community members about what should or shouldn't be in that park. Um, we've tapered park back and there's there's areas of the park that were just leaving naturalized and we're projecting forward that we would like to do projects um, some of which we already have state federal funding for uh, some of which we already have partners um, who have uh, lease agreements with us uh, those types of projects don't blow up budgets but even if we did construction right away you don't recognize that, you know, for a couple of years down the road, the way the the nature of municipal construction bond payments. So that's not what caused the tax increase this year. Again, the tax increase this year is born out of a year of rapid inflation, followed by a year of extremely high interest rates, catching up with two or three good projects that were already in construction, that were already in the pipeline, and, um, you know, and, and filling some vacancies uh, where we have them and not being able to roll over a surplus as we have almost every other year I've been in office. So if you don't have a surplus to roll over and you have to deal with inflation followed by in, uh, interest rate increases, you know, you've got to deal with that. And that's what we're, we're working through. A lawsuit has now been filed over Amherst Central Park. How will that impact the project? Uh, it, it's an Article 78 challenge about, the, about our process for approvals. It's not really a, it's not a lawsuit that says, hey, you know, stop everything, um, you know, and, and I'm pretty confident in our process because we have really good staff and we have really good consultants who work to develop those process or work to develop that process. So we'll see. Um, we're moving forward with the project. It's, uh, it's a really great project for this town. It's a property that's been stuck uh, for a long time. Um, long before me, uh, that property was stuck, and we needed to come up with something that was um, tenable for the town and could move a property forward and not just let it sit there fenced and gated um, and, and detracting from our neighborhoods. You know, a lot throughout this entire uh, 
story has been about communication. You've talked a lot. You just mentioned how you're communicating these things before they happen uh, through social media or the uh, town website or, or different things like that. That doesn't always necessarily mean, right, that people are paying attention. Given it's a two-way street, um, what Going forward, do you think that there's maybe more the town can do, or is this a, a, a wake-up call of sorts for people to, you know, if they see something that they're so upset about after the fact, do you think it spurs more people to pay attention year-round as to what's happening throughout the town? Well, I mean, you certainly want people to pay attention to what you're doing all the time, right? And a lot easier to work with consensus and work when you feel that people are paying attention. But, you know, there's, again, there's some of that, um, you know, I wasn't paying attention and you did something I didn't like uh, moment. And then there's um, a lot of people who are knowledgeable about the projects we were taking on and, you know, said that, you know, we're, we're good with you doing this work. I mean, back in 2022, when we started a streetlight project, there was a lot of conversation. There were multiple work session, you know, conversations, multiple, uh, there was a public hearing. There were probably multiple public hearings because we had to go through an acquisition and we had to go through a bond action. You know, we talked about the project. We talked about it with committees. In fact, it started with committee work before I was in office. Um, and those committees are also made up of volunteers and, and you have these projects that go two to three years and, and you know, you, you can only do so much, um, you know, you can't email 130,000 people, you know, so you want people to pay attention. You hope that if people are upset with um, a tax increase in one year that they would look at what caused that and just make decisions about, hey, you know, moving forward, here's what we'd like to see, you know, but the, you know, the, the, and, and leave the partisan stuff at home because I don't have any patience or time for that stuff. You know? and, and, you know, you also, you know, it's a two-way street. Um, you expect people to, to be mature um, and, and, not bring politics into a boardroom, of course, that, that, uh, that's not likely going to be the case. But Brian, thank you for joining us this morning. Brian Culpa. No problem. Anytime. Amherst Town Supervisor with us on WBEN. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.